Welcome back to Trailblazer. Rachel Whitmer ran in Pittsburgh in 2018 with hopes of qualifying for the Boston Marathon. She missed the cutoff by just 90 seconds that year, and she trained and qualified in 2019 to be in Boston for 2020. A few weeks ago, she got the news, along with so many others, that the Boston Marathon won't be held on April 20th of this year. So she's decided to run her own not Boston Marathon with a purpose, to outrun COVID-19. She's raising money for the community clinic in her county. With many unable to work due to COVID-19, those who rely on this clinic may feel the strain more than most. Rachel tells me about her story of running, how she decided to do this, what inspired her, and why she feels that it's so important. She also gives some ideas on how we can use this time to reflect, to look forward, have perspective, and find inspiration to do something, whether big or small, to help those in our community. Here we go. Hope you enjoy. So hello, Rachel. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So if you just want to start off first explaining uh, kind of who you are. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'm Rachel Whitmer. I'm a junior at Penn State. I study immunology and infectious diseases, and I also have a minor in global health. I'm from Butler, which is a small town 45 minutes north of Pittsburgh. And when I'm not running, I enjoy petting dogs, drinking coffee, and also eating dark chocolate. Um, you know, not all at the same time, but if, if it was, that would be good too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That that sounds like the perfect like hour or two. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah. So, of course, I know you from Club Cross Country, and what I've seen just from knowing you in the past few years, running has been a really interesting and just like super gritty journey for you. So if you could just talk a little bit about that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, for sure. I guess the, you know, the love for the sport itself came in high school. I was just surrounded with, you know, the best people I could ever ask for. I can't say like enough good things about my team on the girls and the boys side. And I just, I love them so much. I like smile just thinking about all those times. And, you know, my coach also just believed in every single one of us. I think that just helped foster my love for running in general. And then when I got to college, I think I wanted another team, not necessarily the same one, but a team that could create the same atmosphere. And so that's where um, Penn State's club cross country team really found me. I was feeling a little bit burned out from the 5K and the 6K. So that's really when I started to train for marathons also. And so my first marathon was the Pittsburgh Marathon in 2018. And with everyone's help, (laughs) the club, so many people helped me. Um, I was able to qualify for the 2019 Boston Marathon. Very exciting. Um, But because of the limit that they put on the number of runners, uh, as I'm sure like you're familiar with, I ended up missing the cutoff time to race by 90 seconds. And so that was hard. (laughs) Like where, where could you cut off 90 seconds in a marathon besides, you know, anywhere? (laughs) So I was sad for sure. But I think what I learned from my high school coach was just just always keep your head down, keep working, and it'll pay off. You know, sometimes the timing just isn't right. Um, so got back to the grind, trained longer, trained harder for the 2019 Pittsburgh Marathon, and I requalified for Boston 2020. 
I was accepted into the race in September. And, you know, now that Boston 2020 won't be happening as planned, that, you know, that brings us to today, I guess. Yeah. And so we're talking today because of the fundraiser that you set up that I thought was like the coolest idea I'd ever seen. Like what, what was it like the day after they announced that Boston was postponed? I think you posted it. Um, yeah. <laughs> please talk like, even I want to learn more about it. So just please talk about it. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to talk about it. So I think around the time the buzz started happening, you know, people talked about the race might be postponed or what, what things were going to happen. I, I actually took a week off just kind of to like digest everything. I, I felt like my runs weren't productive and I was just getting so anxious about everything that was happening in the world. I couldn't focus on, you know, what I wanted to do. And so after I took some time off, I decided to just go out for a very short, like three mile run just to like blow off some steam. And this was after I heard that day that, um, the Boston marathon had been postponed. And from that run, I just remember feeling so good from everything that was happening when I wasn't running. And then the change to running, I just felt like I was the most myself. And that's how I've always felt when I run. And I think, especially when it comes to training for a marathon, it's like a delicate mind game as much as it is physically demanding. And, you know, that's what calls me back to it every time. And so the more I thought about it on that run, I knew that like quitting just didn't seem right. I'd put in so many, (laughs) so many runs from, you know, Pittsburgh 2018 to now to, to do this. And you know, there were so many things that were out of my control, you know, like school and I was supposed to study abroad and now I couldn't see my friends or my team. And this was the one thing out of everything that I had, you know, complete control over. And so I just decided that I wasn't going to quit. I was just going to keep running. And yeah, I like, it was kind of just on a run for the moment. Like, what if I didn't stop? What if I kept going? Like, what could I do with this? And that's kind of, you know, how it like (laughs) morphed into what it is. And um, the support that I've received from everyone, from people who don't, don't even live in my town or know what the Gene B. Purvis Community Health Center is about, which is the organization that I'm raising money for. It's, it's really inspiring and like, (laughs) it's like takes my breath away, Um, you know, but I'm still working out the details on the course and exactly how I will run it. But, um, between you and me, I think I have a really good shot at winning this thing. So (laughs) yeah, someone needs to make like a first place medal or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's funny. I, I actually, that same week I had like a similar thing. I was just, the runs that I was doing, I felt so burnt out. And so I just took several days off. And once I heard Boston was postponed, I was like, okay, (laughs) it's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, I was not nearly as forward thinking as you were. And that like blew me away when I saw that. So what is the organization that you're raising money for with Outrunning COVID-19? Yeah, so I'm raising money for the Gene B. Purvis Community Health Center in Butler, which, uh, as I said, is my hometown. 
And so a little bit about the background of what they do. So this clinic provides care to people who are either underinsured or uninsured or fall below the poverty line. And it's run almost entirely on volunteer help and donations. They have less than three full-time employees. And so the people that I've met in my past experiences who volunteer here are just some of the most genuine and caring people that I have ever met. And I think this clinic has taught me in a lot of ways what it means to be part of a community. And I chose this organization because I just, I couldn't let it fall by the wayside. And I felt that patients at this clinic were, you know, especially vulnerable since they can't access traditional healthcare, like, you know, even without a global pandemic. So... I'm very excited to kind of put their name out there and and do something for them. That's really admirable that you're not just selecting the World Health Organization or something really large. It's something in your community that like truly needs help and is going to put the money like directly into the community and taking care of its people. That's really cool. Thank you. (laughs) So yeah, unfortunately, cancellations of spring races and perhaps like later races are on a lot of our minds. So like hundreds of thousands of people. And what kind of advice would you give to other people who are in our shoes, trying to trying to accept that, trying to look forward, be positive? Yeah, I, it's definitely heartbreaking. Like I'm in the same boat. I think, you know, a lot of times like the work that we put into these races is not ever seen by anyone. And so races are the chance to kind of show that off. But I think the best advice that I can give people who are going through this is something that I had to think about for myself too, is just to to not be so hard on yourself on a one race that you totally forget why you started running in the first place. But for perspective, like there's just so many people in the world right now who can't even leave their homes and you know, other people in, with other hobbies, like, you know, I, I don't know, swimming or team sports, who just can't do those things at all. They are completely taken away. And so if you can shift your perspective just so slightly, I think that can make a big difference. And I also want to use this time to say, I think it's important to let people process what's going on in the best way that they know how, how any individual person is feeling is completely valid and if running makes you anxious like it made me like then and you don't want to put the miles in or you can't bring yourself to do that then then don't you know I think coping with this is different for everyone and that's something to keep in mind that's true that was something that I was wrestling with when all of this sort of came to be and like I really had to like take that time to listen to myself and question like, do I want to keep running? Like, do I want to keep training? Do I literally just want to take a couple of weeks off? Like, do I want to like shift to something else? So yeah, you're right. It's really like however people find like the most joy and like the most peace during this time. That was definitely a big thing, like seeing your post that kind of put it back into perspective for me. Like, wait, we can actually do things with this. Like, it's not like we're just like, oh no, our race is canceled. Yeah, it is. And like, there's always a yeah. to it. Yeah. And so with studying immunology and infectious diseases, you probably have a bit more of a grounded understanding of this than like certainly I would and a lot of other people. 
And so what's your perspective on this and how in relation or other than what you've already said, how are you kind of staying positive or what's like, where's your headspace at? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think I've been getting it a lot from <laughs> members of my family, you know, and I come home like, oh, not an expert at all whatsoever. Um, however, from my perspective as a student of infectious diseases and global health and that sort of thing, I feel that I've been able to maybe sift through some of the misinformation that maybe other people are a little bit caught up in. You know, for example, I understand why a vaccine won't come tomorrow or next week even. And, you know, the work that goes into making something like that and, you know, why it's it's not just like the flu. It's completely novel and new. And so no human on earth has ever been exposed to to something like this. And that's that's a little bit crazy to, you know, wrap your wrap your head around. But given the fact that it's also has a respiratory transmission, it's incredible kind of how it's come to be in the world that we live in. So I guess another thing that maybe some people, especially our generation, I think, got caught up in in the beginning. Maybe it's changing now, but you know, we're as young people not invincible. It, there's so much more to it than just being elderly or having a pre-existing condition. I think you know, it's very important to take everything seriously. And then to answer the second part of your question about how it's helping me to stay positive a little bit, I think that it's important to get information from reliable sources and to stay away from you know tabloids or just organizations that don't really have a public health background. So things like the WHO, CDC, the Johns Hopkins Resource Center, those are all really great resources. But this is kind of a double-edged sword, I think, because there's also a point where we become so saturated with all the news that it's kind of debilitating and anxiety-inducing. So for me, one of the best ways to stay positive is just to know when it's okay to walk away from the information. You know, like it'll be there tomorrow or the next day when you go to look at it again. And so I think that's something that I've just been trying to be cognizant of. I think journaling has also been a really great way for me to just put my thoughts somewhere. Um, There's an app called Penzu that my global health professor suggested. And I think I would encourage people to journal, not just to put your thoughts somewhere, but to also have something to look back on in 20 years from now. Like we are part of and living through such a historical moment. This is definitely going to be something we reflect on for a long time. But in the end, I think the best way that I've stayed positive is to just run and, you know, get out in the fresh air. And I recognize that I'm so privileged to still be able to run and I don't ever want to take that for granted. I, yeah, I've been following sort of a similar thing of every day I've been trying to whether it's like a hike or like getting on my bike or going for a run or just in the middle of the day, getting out of the house, which you're right. Like in this moment, we're very lucky to have that and hopefully we'll continue to. And yeah, also just taking the time to reflect is like really important, especially right now. And I feel like all of our heads are just a ball of yarn basically. Um, Yeah. If you could give any piece of advice to someone who is considering doing something like this trying to take the situation that we're in and look forward with it and try to trying to like create something or give back to something in the midst of all the uncertainty that we're in, what would you tell them? 
I think, yeah, that's definitely a good question. And I think there's so many ways that people can do good without necessarily having a front lines approach that I think a lot of people want to have, but we just can't at this time. And I think it's cool to see, well, in some ways, this this pandemic has driven people apart completely, but also at the same time, it's brought people maybe closer together than they realize. There's so much more value now in just calling someone and asking how they are or how their family is. And I think the advice I would give is just to don't underestimate the little things or or small gestures. I think they go so much farther than people think. And so for anyone looking to do good, I guess maybe just start there. You know, be kind, be patient with people, just see where that takes you. And you definitely don't have to run a marathon to do good. That's for sure. Yeah, it's so important right now just to show people that they're cared about and that they have value, especially if they haven't seen any other people for like over a week or something. Yeah. So you're right. That like piece of connection that's like kind of, it's like paradoxical in just the way that we're living right now. Yeah. Of us like having such different experiences, but at the same time, like this is the first time that the world has been like so incredibly connected over something like in our lifetime at least. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're right. It's not like everyone has to run a marathon. It's important to like call your grandma or check on your neighbor. And that goes a huge way. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. And I'll definitely be able to, in like the show notes and everything, I'll be able to put a link to your GoFundMe page so that people can check it out for oh, sure. Perfect. Yeah, and you'll definitely have to keep me updated. I can't wait to see what your run turns out to be. I'm sure you'll get first place, like you said. <laughs> I, you know, fingers <laughs> crossed, who knows? <laughs> Anything can happen in a marathon. Yeah, mile 26.2, some random runner just like runs past you. Um, I know, you know. It can happen, but thank you so much. And yeah. I will have this out next week before before the big debut. So, yeah, it's very, very exciting. We're, as of today, 11 days out. So, taper season, I guess. I know. <laughs> it's, it's so great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay, well, enjoy your race and thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. What really struck me from what Rachel said is that it's about perspective. There was a feeling of disappointment that came from her race being canceled, and she allowed herself to feel it, while also recognizing her privilege in the world of still being able to get outside and do what brings her joy. Also, I love how she talked about doing what you can. What Rachel's doing is pretty incredible, but you don't need to do something wild like run a marathon or take on an over-the-top adventure. Figure out what brings you joy and peace. It doesn't have to be pushing yourself in your sport today if you don't want it to be. Sometimes, especially today, the biggest ways to make a difference can be just to reach out to those around you and remind them of their value, or finding other ways to serve your community or local businesses. If you'd like to check out her fundraiser, her GoFundMe page is linked in the notes, and send her some good thoughts for her run next week. It's on Monday, April 20th. Thanks again for listening. If you found this episode to be enjoyable, it'd mean a lot to me if you shared it with someone who you're close to. And if you or someone you know has a wild idea, I would love to talk. Have a great day, stay safe, 
and keep finding inspiration to use your outside voice.